Radio Health Journal talks about car crash injuries and seating position after this. People often ask me, how should I manage my money? Whether you're a multi-million dollar investor or just starting out, the answer is Betterment. I'm John Stein, founder and CEO of Betterment. We created smarter technology to automate investing, help you make better financial decisions, invest for your personal goals, and stay on track for retirement. Betterment is the easier way to invest at a fraction of the cost of traditional investment services. The revolution of smarter, more straightforward, personalized investing has begun, and we're leading the way. Betterment is already managing billions of dollars for more than 100,000 customers. Isn't it time you took control of your financial future? Sign up on your computer or smartphone today and receive up to six months free. Get full terms and conditions at betterment.com slash podcast. Betterment. Investing made better. Sign up today at betterment.com slash podcast. On a snowy night in late January, Megan Smingy of Elgin, Illinois, was on her way home from a family get-together when her car was hit head-on by a large SUV. Her husband was driving, her friend was in the back seat, and Megan sat in the front passenger side. We were going westbound, and all of a sudden, I see this very large vehicle that was going eastbound jump over the median coming right at us, and it happened so fast No sooner did I get watch out out of my mouth when he hit us. And he hit more towards the driver's side because that's the side of the car he was coming from. And our car went flying off to the right um, towards the passenger side and into the forest preserve. Sitting in the passenger seat, Megan received by far the worst injuries. A broken sternum, a hairline fracture to her left knee, and a shattered right ankle and leg. So I'm still dealing with this, had reconstructive surgery, still non-weight bearing, and it will be close to a year before I'm actually done with everything once all the healing goes and the therapy and everything else. So it would be almost a year before I'm walking again. Whereas my husband, he had a broken arm. He did have surgery to have a plate put in because the break was not clean break. So and he's still doing some physical therapy for that but he should be fine in a couple weeks. And my friend, her broken sternum and her broken rib are healed, so she is okay. But Megan may never be. Even with physical therapy and time, she fears she may never be able to walk normally. And it turns out that of the 2.3 million people hurt in auto accidents each year, she's far from alone as a front seat passenger suffering the most severe injuries in a crash. Long before cars had seatbelts, the front passenger seat was often tagged as the suicide seat by emergency room doctors. Even today, the name has stuck. Some studies show that it's the most dangerous place to be in a crash. It used to be thought that the driver was always in a worse position because of the steering wheel causing problems. But actually, when you look at real live data from actual accidents, it appears that the reverse is true. The registry data of Some 4,000 patients injured in car accidents in our study showed that actually it was the passenger rather than the driver who sustained the worst injuries. That's Dr. David Pedley, a consultant in accident and emergency medicine at the Dumfries and Galloway Royal Infirmary in Scotland. He's studied seating position as it relates to crash injuries. Really, injuries in car accidents are all about the dissipation of energy. 
Now that can occur with the design of the car, it can occur because of airbags, but the concern is a front seat passenger is thrown forward and they really the main dissipation of energy takes place when they hit the seatbelt, which pulls sharply across the chest, if you like. And so a concern that perhaps the front seat passenger is a little bit more vulnerable. Equally, an airbag, if it's mounted in the steering wheel, it is a little bit closer to the body. You know, we're talking milliseconds, but the time it takes to deploy and start to dissipate energy is slightly faster than something mounted in the dashboard. Pedley says that in some accidents, drivers also have a brief time to react, and these split seconds can contribute to a higher injury rate for passengers rather than drivers. A driver who's in control of the vehicle is, of course, able to take evasive action, and your basic survival instincts kick in to the extent that you would protect yourself over your passenger if you like. But no matter how the crash occurs, front seat passengers are prone to a few particular types of injuries. You have to realize you can have any kind of facial injury, all kinds of injuries to your neck, injuries to your chest and thorax, injuries to your abdomen, depending on just what you hit and how fast the car is going. That's Dr. Peter Cummings, Emeritus Professor of Epidemiology at the University of Washington in Seattle. In addition, of course, front seat passengers sometimes break their legs because their feet are on the floor and the floor may be pushing in against them. So it's an enormous gamut of injuries. Pedley adds that in addition to leg and foot injuries, front seat passengers can face severe trauma to their spine, head, and in rare cases, a rupture of the diaphragm. The front seat passenger, the energy is dissipated more rapidly rather than the driver to the extent that you get flexion extension injury to particularly the cervical spine so that the head is thrown forward to the limiting extent of the seatbelt and therefore there's a sudden shock load placed on the cervical spine and finding in a large registry that there's around a double the incidence of cervical spine injury rise from 3.3 to 6% between drivers and front seat passengers. That reaches what we'd call a significant difference between the two. And nowhere is this worse, Cummings says, than in a head-on crash. Most serious crashes where somebody's going to die are frontal crashes. The car is moving along and it collides with something in front of it, a tree or another car. The front seat passengers then have the problem that they can easily be ejected out the front seat window And in addition, even if they remain in the car, the force, the energy with this frontal crash is transmitted to them. You know, they can collide with the dashboard, the steering wheel, uh, anything in the front of the vehicle. I just think that frontal collisions are more common than side collisions, but you don't want to be in either a frontal or a side collision. In some ways, a side collision is actually more dangerous than a frontal collision because with a frontal collision, you have some crush space between yourself and the vehicle in a head-on collision. In a side collision, there's just you and the door and window. That's Dr. Elisa Braver, an adjunct associate professor in epidemiology at the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore. She says whatever type of collision you're in, wearing your seatbelt and having side airbags, in addition to frontal airbags, are the key to reducing your chance of injury and death in an accident. Wearing a seatbelt is so very important. It keeps people out of the way of the windshield. It keeps them from being ejected from the vehicle. It keeps them from flying around the car during the collision and hurting each other. I can't state too strongly how important seatbelts are. They're the most effective safety measure in any car. Side airbags make a dramatic difference. The side airbags with head protection can reduce the risk in crashes by 40 to 50 percent. However, Braver says it's important to remember that airbags aren't for everyone. Right front passenger airbags 
reduce the risk of death among passengers who are 13 or older by 14%. Now, for babies and children, it's a different story because they can be injured or even killed by deploying front airbags. Changes have been made to the design of front airbags, so they're less risky now. But even so, it's best to continue to seat them in the rear. That's right. A small child who wouldn't have been otherwise injured in a crash can be killed by an airbag. Cummings says they're dangerous devices that are incredibly powerful. In fact, the airbag strikes you a tremendous blow. If you take an airbag out of a vehicle, put it in a parking lot, and trigger it, you'd just be amazed at the force of the explosion. Unless the device is heavily anchored, this whole thing will jump. I mean, I've seen this. will jump several feet in the parking lot. It's, it's a walloping blast. You would hate to be in front of an airbag. The only reason that it's okay to be hit by an airbag is it's much better than the other things you would hit. But what can be done besides airbags and seatbelts? Assuming you're part of the 85% of Americans who do buckle up, Pedley says the main thing you can do to avoid getting hurt is to slow down. Speed is the main determinant in terms of the severity of injury when we're talking about motor vehicle collisions. I think trauma levels and serious injuries are coming down, and I think that really is a combination of the improvements in vehicle design and the improvements in the design of the network itself. There's not much evidence to suggest people are slowing down on major motorways. Braver says you can also shop for a larger vehicle with modern safety features. She says to be sure to check the latest crash test ratings. There's been this design revolution in new cars. Manufacturers are voluntarily installing technologies that avoid crashes. These include forward collision warning systems, automatic braking, adaptive headlights. So people really, if they're shopping for cars, they really ought to be looking for these features because they really have a strong potential to prevent injuries and deaths in the event of a crash. I personally drive mid-sized cars and I've advised my nieces and nephews to buy mid-sized cars rather than small cars. So try to buy a bigger car. The other point is that look up the crash test ratings, both the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety perform crash tests. So look for the cars that have the best crash test ratings. Cummings says cars that get the best crash test ratings are generally those that dissipate energy best during a crash. The big advances uh, have been to create proper crumple zones so that the front and the back of the car aren't rigid. You don't want them to be made of steel that would not collapse because if it doesn't, all that energy just comes into the passenger compartment. You want them to absorb the energy. You know, imagine if you were crashing into something, but you had some kind of big cushion in front of you that could collapse before you hit the object. Well, that's what the front and back of modern cars do. But if you want to see how far we might go, Cummings says to look at NASCAR. Drivers typically reach speeds around 200 miles per hour during races, yet are often able to walk away after a crash. One safeguard that protects drivers is the five-point harness. They're typically restrained with a seatbelt that's far more advanced than the ones we have in ordinary passenger cars. The belt actually holds them down with a strap that's between their legs that goes off to the side and that goes over both shoulders and, as you know, is even attached to their helmet. They are held in that seat. I mean, it's an astonishing bit of technology. They do not have airbags, as far as I know, in any of these race cars. The five-point harness holds race drivers tightly in their seats during a crash and spreads out the force over a wider area, resulting in less injury.
But Cummings says manufacturers likely haven't installed the belts in passenger cars because consumers may see them as a nuisance. They take more time to strap in and limit movement. So if we want to be safer, we may have to accept some compromise. For more information about all of our guests, as well as archives of our segments, visit our website, RadioHealthJournal.net. You can also find our shows on iTunes and Stitcher. Our writer-producer this week is Amira Zaveri. I'm Reed Pence. <laughs>